T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The ultimate question, is there anybody left? I mean, Russell and I have talked about all of the different candidates. You brought up one, Chris, in the trending that I thought is very interesting. Uh, And it it involves the local product, Byron Leftwich. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a better way to ask it, so I'm going to ask it in more of a callous way here. But is, is Byron Leftwich, I don't want to say being tarnished behind the scenes in NFL circles because allegedly, you know, allegedly he's responsible for the failure of Tampa and their offense this year, which I think is completely unfair. Their offensive line turned to shambles literally on the first day of camp. The quarterback missed part of camp. Right. Because, you know, because now if you're a certain status of a player, we seem to bow down to whatever your whims are. And if he was having some personal issues and mental health and all that other stuff, cool, I'm, I'm good with that. That's fine. Right. Let's just do it for every player, though, that gets in that situation, not just Tom Brady. Um, but is there all of a sudden, for, you know, a couple of years ago, this guy was on the Ascension, was offered the job in Jacksonville, balked at the guy that he would have to work with as the front office guy, and now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, as we're talking, Pat Shermer. As we're talking, Ken Zampezi. As Scott Turner gets a passing game coordinator job mm-hmm. in the league, why all of a sudden has Byron Leftwich had to reach out to Notre Dame himself right. about their open offensive coordinator position? Why hasn't another NFL team stepped up to bring Byron Leftwich into their fold? And maybe Byron Leftwich is taking a preemptive strike saying, you know what? My best path to being a head coach might be as a college coach because he's reaching out here to Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame about that offensive coordinator position. I, I actually like it for Byron Leftwich. You know, I, not that there's no pressure. Of, of course there is at Notre there's Dame. gigantic pressure in that position. Right. But but I, I, I think a younger guy could vibe better with college kids um, then maybe even young NFLers or 
quite honestly, veteran NFL. You know, and maybe there was friction between him and Bowles. You know, who who doesn't seem to have much of a personality. And, 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 and him frankly, and Tom Brady, not, who was a robot. Look, I mean, look, uh, and, and ironically enough, Bowles and Brady might be in the same category there. Because you don't see a whole lot of, uh, you know, we talk about Ron standing there with his arms folded and all that other stuff. Well, Bowles isn't exactly a, a, a D'Amico Ryan's oh, no, type running no. up and down the sideline, no. jumping up and down, you know, showing a lot of energy and enthusiasm. And Todd's results as a head coach, quite frankly, aren't that good. So right. why all of a sudden is Byron Leftwich, who again, three years ago, seemed to be the guy on the rise. A year ago. A year ago. Yeah, he I mean, had the yeah, Jaguars sure. job sure. if he wanted it. But why all of a sudden? Reportedly. Why all of a sudden? Has it done basically a complete 180 for him? Well, I, I mean, again, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't protect Brady. No offensive line. No, n- not his fault. Th- they lost. Um, they lost. Um, who was it? The right guard? Uh, was it? Uh, they lost the center. They well, lost the right, well, the right Marpet, guard. Well, Ali Marpet, Ali Marpet retired, retired. The left yes. guard. Um, Jensen was hurt the first day of camp. Didn't come back until the playoff game. And then the right guard. I forget who. Uh, what his name was. Uh, but he went to Cincinnati in free agency, and then they did sign Shaq Mason. So that, so I don't, you know, I can't say. Well, they didn't do anything to replace him. They did sign Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason's a really good right guard. And, and, but and Chris, Chris, just like when Jim Moore was the offensive coordinator in title in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. we have Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's running the offense. Well, sure, and and okay. and maybe in Tampa. In Tampa, Tom Brady is running the offense right. for the most part. Now, I was told by somebody that actually part of the internal criticism of Leftwich was that he actually was in control more than people think. And, but you don't think, okay. But, and, but, especially right. when Bruce Arian stepped aside. Sure, but and, don't, you don't think at any point, you don't think at any point if Tom Brady, if Tom, Tom Brady couldn't go to Byron Leftwich and say, look, here are things that are working out right. here. Here's how defenses are playing us. Right. Here are concepts and plays that are working. You don't think Byron would have been amenable to running those concepts well, you would if th- the quarterback you would suggested that? You would think he would. I heard that he was not as amenable as, as, as you would think. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true. That's what I heard. Okay? And... I don't know exactly what the breakdown was there. I, I know Bruce Arians is pissed at Todd Bowles for firing a bunch of his coaches, including Leftwich. I understand that. There's a lot of inner dynamics that we're not necessarily aware of. Here's my question. I think, again, I think Leftwich going with Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, you know, besides the obvious symbolism, which is Notre Dame still arguably considered the – highest profile college football program despite others being much better would have a black head coach, a black offensive coordinator. I'm not sure who their defensive coordinator would be. So there's some symbolism there for the growth that we've made um, in college football, in football in general, what have you. I think that would, it seems to me like that might be a better vibe. Like for a guy, if, if what I heard is true, that left, which had more control this year than people think, it would seem to me like it's easier to control 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids 
as opposed to Tom Brady, as opposed to maybe a Mike Evans, as opposed to a Chris Godwin, as opposed to whatever. Again, it would seem to me. Uh, so so that's one area. And, and, and just tying this back to the commanders, I argued in the 9 o'clock hour, one thing that has frustrated me, and you know I have lots of frustrations, but one thing that has frustrated me about Ron, if we're going to play this song in a dance of waiting for Eric Bieniemy, why isn't he talking to Byron Leftwich? Why isn't he talking to Shea Tierney of the New York Giants? Why isn't he talking to Todd Munkin of the back-to-back national champion Georgia Bulldogs? Why isn't he talking to all these people to get ideas, to get concepts, to get visions? Maybe somebody wows you, knocks up your, knocks off your socks, blows up your skirt, what have you. You never know. Why isn't he talk, talking to these people? Why does Byron Leftwich have to reach out to Notre Dame and get his name in that circle, which I'm glad he did. Well, clearly, why why, why other... didn't Ron have any injury? And why did okay. nobody else in the NFL Let have me... no, no exactly. other Exactly. That circling back to my original point then. Why did 31 other teams all I of a know. sudden pass on Byron? I mean, do they see him as some sort of, well, he did, he couldn't, he went eight and nine with Tom Brady. He can't be that good. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, is that the perception that that has to be out there in addition to, you know, as you said, there are some that claim he may be a, a little difficult to to get along with. Well, now let me so, say so, this. So, though. well, well, just it, it, let me add one thing. The perception, okay? What do we talk about with the enemy? The perception is, well, maybe he doesn't interview well. Well, because he doesn't call plays, he can't, you know, full time. There's a perception that he can't call plays full time. Perception is often greater than reality, right? And it's unfair. There's a perception that I'm this angry person who hates the Washington Commanders. Well, you're you're like the Incredible Hulk when you come on the radio, and then as soon as the game is over, you trans or the show is over, you transition back into yeah. this really nice, soft, cuddly, you know, <laughs> teddy bear of a guy. But, but I'm not even that bad on the radio. I mean, at times I am. Well, you used to be. I used yeah, to be. You but, are but, milder than you were at right. one point. But but again, perception way way greater exactly. than reality and i think yes. perception has hurt so you Byron understand Lefkowitz. that right so you then understand yes. you uh, you now understand the perceptions that the enemy yes uh, and byron uh, left too byron left and and potentially other african-american coaching candidates uh who've been out there you understand the perception and reality um you know type situation because we've talked to people in, in our business um, and you talk to people in any business. They they can wow you with our, our confidence and our great vocabulary, and we use a lot of big words, and we show you that we're going to do all this and do all that, and then guess what? They go 4-12, and 12, okay? They go 5-11. and 11. Now that we're playing 17 games, they'll go 5-12. and 5-11, and 11. not very good. When we, I mean, look, again, Spurrier at that time was as good an offensive dude as you could put your team, you know, uh, around. But Steve's insistence on playing his Florida quarterbacks, who everyone knew, everyone knew they were system quarterbacks at Florida. None of them were going to bust a grape at the NFL level. None of them did. Steve's insistence on playing those guys at first kept that that group from getting off the ground from day one and the fact that the perception was out there that basically Steve was trying to be on the golf course by 1 o'clock every day. So, you know, it's not just, um, 
you know, it's 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 that perception that oh, this guy has to be great. He turns out to be a dud. Urban Meyer, oh, he's got to be a great head coach. Turns out to be a dud. So, I mean, you sit across from Urban Meyer and talk football. You know, you feel like you're talking to one of the smartest football guys in the world. But when you get out there on the sideline, all of a sudden he's coaching adults as opposed to kids that he can, you know, put the fear of God in, as some college coaches try to do. You know, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole different reality. So I, I'm trying to figure out why all of a sudden Byron Leftwich has become this plague that NFL teams can't go near. That, that he all of a sudden, again, if you're going to reach out, great to Notre Dame. Here's the reality at Notre Dame, okay? They're not getting the same kids that Alabama, LSU, Georgia. They're not getting the same kids. They're not getting the same kids that USC is getting. They're not getting the same kids that Oklahoma is getting. Because there's an academic component at Notre Dame that the, the fathers are not willing to uh, back off of. And there are kids that Notre Dame can't take. So he's willing to go somewhere where if he, if he strikes gold and hits it as an offensive coordinator and they do somehow find a way to bust a grape in a playoff, because every time they've gotten to the playoff, they've gotten hit over the head with a sledgehammer by those teams because they don't have the same depth. You know, years ago when nobody knew about the Catholic school kids and Notre Dame was bringing them all in in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, that was great. Well, now everybody knows where those kids are. And... Now, now it's become a reality check for Notre Dame. They're no longer as as you know top dog as the Alabamas and the Georgias and the LSU's and the USC's. USC's going to be a problem with Lincoln Riley there now. Kids are going to want to go there. So that's a you know that's another team that moves them you know down the food chain in terms of recruiting. So that's where he's having to turn to right now to try and find a job, um, at, you know, to to keep his career going. I just find that to be mind boggling. I find that to be mind-boggling that he can't find. Maybe he doesn't want to take a demotion. Maybe he doesn't want to take a quarterback coaching job. Maybe he doesn't want to take a passing game coordinator job like Scott Turner did. So maybe I understand that. But I I just find it amazing that this guy went from potentially being a head coach one year to being a plague around the National Football League the next. It's one of the most perplexing, you know, one-year periods to me involving an assistant coach that I can remember in quite some time. I think one thing that you should always factor into, again, media a lot of times fuels a lot of these campaigns and promo- and propagandas and, and, and platforms, one, positively and negatively. The other thing is, too, Pete, people talk in the NFL, right? People talk in the NFL. So when they look in, and, and, and around the league, they say – Man, what's going on with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team? Why can't they run the ball? Why can't they protect Brady? Why is Brady at 45 throwing 760 times a year? People start speculating. People start hitting people up that they know for answers. And maybe they get an answer from inside the Buccaneers organization. A Jason Light, uh, a Todd Bowles, a player, whoever and they say, yeah, well, Byron is stubborn. You know, he doesn't want to change. He doesn't, you know, he thinks he knows what he's doing. You know, and, and and sometimes then that person that gets that information tells Johnny GM that information, and Johnny GM then tells his scouts that information, and his scouts tell somebody else's scouts. So it, it's like this inner networking fraternity. 
And sometimes that hurts a guy fairly or, you know, sometimes unfairly, sometimes fairly, I guess. Um, and, and, and again, maybe it's not right, but it's just what people perceive. People talk all the time and people refuse to just look at statistics and say, ah, that's why we're going to hire a guy. That's why we're not going to hire a guy. All right, well, let me let me spin the and question around. And people know there. each other. You okay, know? let me let me spin the question around the other way. If you were the GM here, if you were Ron Rivera, why would you make a case for Byron Leftwich? Uh, here here's my case for him. He's a DC native. One for whatever that means. Two. He obviously had a hand in success. Three division titles. Actually, they didn't win the division title in the Super Bowl year, I don't think. Uh, a couple of division titles, a Super Bowl, multiple playoff spots, three, you know, three. Bruce Arians, one of the widely considered, one of the venerable yet bright and aggressive offensive minds of the last 25 years, handpicked this guy in Arizona. Brought him up through the Arizona chain. Brought him to Tampa. Made him the offensive coordinator. And then made sure, while he gave the head coaching job to Todd Bowles, made sure that Byron Lefwich was in good standing. And now Bruce is all pissed that he's not. So those would be just some of the initial reasons why, at the very minimum, at the very minimum, Ron Rivera should have interviewed Byron Leftwich, And maybe he did, and it never made it out into the public wash. I mm-hmm. don't know. I'm sure somebody would have gotten their hands on that information. I mean, hell, I could text Ron and say, Ron, did you do it? Uh, and, and have a big story, want, you know, if if he did and nobody found out about it, right? Um, I, I don't – it doesn't bother I mean, me enough. Let, let me, but let but me. here's my point. He right. should have. He should have. What's the worst that could happen? You learn, hey, you know, Byron's a little cocky. He's a little arrogant for somebody that, that you know, hasn't been doing this for 20 years. That's the worst that could happen. All right, let me give you – let me give you – let me give you some supporting information here. First year in, in Arizona, um, I think it was under Wilkes that year in 18 – uh, the whole team was a disaster. Uh, they were, they're offensively across the board. They were brutal. I mean, they were basically 32nd in almost every category. He moved to Tampa in 19, working with Bruce, right? In each year, okay, his passing offense in terms of yardage has been either first or second in the National Football League. In terms of touchdowns, first, second, or third the first three years there, in Tampa, in the National Football League. Even this year, Chris, they were second in passing yards, 12th in TDs because they, um, they didn't execute as well in the red zone. But that offense, that passing offense, still only had seven interceptions this year. So in each year as an offensive coordinator, his offense turned it over less, 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 and less. Okay? Now, total offense, sixth in yards, fourth in yards, second in yards, and even this year with all the issues they had, they were ninth in yards this year. Points, third, seventh, second, 15th this year. Okay? So what I don't understand, there's plenty analytically there that's even better than some of these other guys that are getting interviewed and having positions. Right. There's plenty there on Byron Leftwich's plate, plenty of evidence to say, hey, 
I can. I can do this job. And I can do it well. Now, offensively, maybe here's why he's not a fit here if you believe what the coaches say. In terms of rushing yardage, yep. 32nd, 24th, 28th, 26th, right. and 32nd. Yeah, no, they haven't been so, great. <clears throat> now, so, they, they, were good, they were good in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs – uh, so there, in, in but the Super there Bowl may year be running the ball, but not good in elsewhere. terms of specifically mm-hmm. here because Ron and Martin say, "Oh, we want to be run first. Uh, we want to be run first. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they don't feel Byron is a fit here, just based on the analytics. Not realizing, hey, they had Tom Brady there in Tampa. They're not going to run the ball a ton. Okay, you don't do that when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback." You, you did it a decent amount with the Colts when they had Edger and James with Peyton Manning. But other than that, they didn't run it as much when they didn't have Edger and James uh, at that spot. So those numbers are a little skewed because of what you do because you have Tom Brady at the helm. But if they're just looking at the raw analytics, that's the only – the rushing numbers are the only things that make you have hesitancy about interviewing here – with this particular team based on the way the organization is structured and the philosophy they say publicly they want to play under. That's it. That's it. Because there's plenty there to like about what Byron Leftwich has done Correct. so far as, as a coordinator. And, and that's the only thing I can figure out as to why he didn't even get an interview. He's not getting uh, any interviews anywhere else I know, either. I know. Well, that and, – and to me, that's – Puzzling to me. Puzzling, but again, what I would just – and you're right about I know, the running I know. numbers. I understand what you're saying, and I understand about uh, you know as well as anybody because you've covered this league for a long yeah. time, and, and you've had you know great off the record conversations with a lot right. of very influential people, some Hall of Famers in this league. Yeah. Okay. Once, once word starts to filter around yeah. the league yeah. in a negative way about you, uh. it is hard. It is hard to get that negative. Absolutely out of conversation i don't know that 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 is you know i i don't know that that's widespread around the nfl but i i mean i know i know it was a source of frustration for some if not a bunch in the bucks organization i know that mm. so the question is is whether it's widespread around the nfl and if you logically deduce the answer would be yes the answer, either that or for whatever reason, Byron was so, I guess, I don't know, closed off or, or, or attached to Bruce Arians that now that Bruce is no longer in the, but you would think, my gosh, all Bruce would have to do is call Jim Ursay in Indianapolis, who he used mm-hmm. to work for, and say, Jim, interview the guy. Yeah. You know, interview the guy. If not for your head coaching position, again, maybe you do. Like a, an inverse Jim Zorn, maybe you, maybe he does the uh, the offensive coordinator, or uh, who was it, a Jairo Avero, who interviewed for the Carolina Panthers head coaching job, didn't get it, right? Frank Wright gets that, and what did a Jairo Avero do? Ends he still goes to the Carolina yeah. as a defensive coordinator. I mean, so I don't know what the answer is. I hope it works out at Notre Dame if he gets that job. I would be kind of interested and excited to see that. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how it will work out. Uh, but, like, I kind of – I mean, I do feel bad. And the reason why we're talking about him is, A, he's D.C. native. B, he should, again, just 
to find, hey, why couldn't you guys run the ball? What were you doing philosophically that you think led to failure? Well, coach, it was, you know, Leonard Fournette. Oh, coach, it was Aaron Stenny. Oh, coach, it was Ryan. Uh, okay, well, tell me more. Let, let's talk over coffee and biscuits and uh, breakfast sausage. Let's like why can't Ron expand the search and truly get concepts and ideas and values and 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 different maybe observations or evaluations? This is where I'm going with this. And what I tried to do in the nine o'clock hour before you you joined us is I don't get why this has been such a closed search. And there are many out there that don't feel it's a closed search. Oh, you talked to six guys. Well, guess what? You could talk to 12 guys. There's no rule. There's no salary cap on guys you could talk to. No yep. reason to only talk to six when you could talk to 10. No reason. Zero reason. He plays a position that's one of the lowest rated in terms of salary on the franchise tag coming into 2023. But yet he, and more importantly, his family are talking large dollars and a potential extension here in Washington. We'll tell you what we mean when we return. Plus, Dumb Dumb of the Day is 25 minutes away. All right here on Russell and Medhurst until noon right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We make big deals about Chase Young picking up his fifth year. Deron Payne needing to be re-signed here in this offseason or not. Well, there's another important player on the defense that, based on performance, has certainly proven to be a critical member of the team. When he's out there, defense appears to not perform quite as well. 
on the back end. And that is, of course, safety cam curl. Now, Chris, he plays a position right now that is the third cheapest in the league uh, on the franchise tag coming into 2023. Franchise tag at that position is $14.4 million. And he and his representatives, his dad, uh, who seems to be doing his bidding uh, on, you know, we all wish we had, you know, people like that that would do the bidding for us publicly uh, like that. Um, They're talking about, a substantial amount of money for Cam Curl mm-hmm. that is well in advance of that $14 million uh, tag mm-hmm. that uh, is attached uh, this season. So you figure even the end of next year that would go up even maybe incrementally more, probably right. closer to 15 Right. But even at four, that's four years, $60 million. Mm-hmm. It would appear as if his representatives are starting the bidding at 80 million dollars yeah. which is 20 million a year and corners right. as a tag aren't even at 20 million dollars a year is yeah. that foolish or is that a number that they could get to in terms of reality in your opinion uh, it's it's completely foolish it's absurd it's 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 pops doing his son wrong that's what it is, because he stirred up a little bit of a hornet's nest on social media. Not that that means anything, not that the commanders have to you know, listen to that, but if that's what they're thinking and if that's their mentality and if that's what they're asking for, Pete, that's absurd because that's not market value. I Listen, I love Cam Curl. I think everybody loves Cam Curl. Everybody realizes how versatile he is. Everyone realizes that the defense was clearly not the same in the three games that he missed. You know, games one and two, and then uh, what, he missed the San Francisco game as well? Yeah, I think it was the San Francisco game on Christmas Eve. Everyone knows how valuable he is. What a great story. Seventh-round pick, Arkansas, corner, safety, walk down in the box, Buffalo nickel, all that. So everyone loves Cam Curl. Nobody is against Cam Curl. But four for 80, and I think the numbers were five of one oh five for 105. Five, I believe it was, and like six for 120-something that his dad threw out on Twitter. And then Cam himself, uh, when getting criticism or seeing the social media reaction, was like, get out my pockets or, or whatever he said on, on Twitter. But you just used a bunch of franchise tag numbers, and you just used a bunch of numbers. Let me throw a couple of numbers at you just to kind of prove my assertion and my point that that's an absurd ask. Derwin James averages 19 million a year fully guaranteed funds almost 39 million total guaranteed 42 million total value 76 million minka fitzpatrick averages 18.24 a year and it goes down from there so if you're asking for 20 million dollars a year on a four-year extension remember he's got one year left he only you know, he only got a four-year deal as a seventh-round rookie, mm-hmm. and he's clearly outperformed that. There is nobody denying that he hasn't outperformed his rookie contract. Nobody. But if you're asking for, what is he, 25? 23. 20, Cam's only 23? Mm-hmm. I thought he's 25. Okay, I'm wrong. 20, 23, he'll be 24 on March 3rd. Okay. So by the time you... By the time the extension kicks in, in in terms of football, he'll be twenty five then, right? Because yeah, I mean, he's got it, look, he's got one year left currently on the deal. But my, I, I guess my point is, he is younger than 
right now, Derwin James, Minka Fitzpatrick, and whatever. But but it, are, are they? Uh, you know, but are, are they those guys use... on their second contract? Well, they are. The, yeah, yeah, see, absolutely. The and what age were and they? That's when what everybody. They, that's right. what everybody tries to get to that second deal. Right. Also, what age were they when they actually signed the deal? Right. Not what age they are now. What age were they when they actually signed the deal? So again, an agent is going to look at the numbers that positively favor his client and say, well, you know, at 25, whatever. And I'm just, I'm just kind of buttoning this up, but here's my point. Here's the greater argument. Okay. Again, nobody thinks that cam curl isn't a very good player and a very important chess piece. Nobody disagrees with that. Nobody disagrees with the fact that cam curl is going to get paid and and deserves a lot more money than he's making. The question becomes is, can you afford to pay cam curl? 15 million, just use 15 million, never mind 20 million. Can you right, afford to pay say, him 15 they're, they're million able, average? They could probably tag him at the end of next year for 15. Because I, I think, again, just right. gradually knowing where these tags tend to continue sure. to progress, sure. he's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $15 million sure. for a tag next year. My ultimate question to you is, and as I've said, the proof is in the pudding. When he's off the field, it does not appear to be the same in the back. No. Okay? So – is the player is the player worth a little bit more money to you because of how he affects your defense in the case of curl so yeah you could tag him at 15 but even if you went somewhere in the area of 16 or 17 because you feel he's a, a great fit in what jack is doing with the defense mm-hmm. and and that's that's another thing going forward how you know as long as jack stays and continues to run with this philosophy we know Cam is an important piece to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me it's worth going above where the franchise tag is. If I feel the player is that important to my defense, and Curl has certainly proven to be that. Same thing with Payne. I mean, Payne, you know, now has earned the, the area of where defensive tackles are supposed to be at. But think of all of the contracts that are now coming up um, over the next couple of years that they've – you know, the next year or two that they've got a, the big decisions they've got to make, um, especially on the defensive side of the football. And someone is not going to get paid. The question is, what position is the most replaceable? Because I think that's the other thing that comes into it. What's the easier place to find the replacement for either Sweat, Pain this year, Young, if you don't exercise his fifth-year option, Curl in the back end, I mean, to me, those are the questions you have to look at. And as much as I talk about we're only worried about this season right here, that's something that Ron and Martin Mayhew have to look at here over the long term is which guy are we going to be able to replace the easiest because one of those guys is not coming back here. Somebody's not coming back between Sweat, Young, Curl, uh, who ha- they have to make big decisions on right. at the end of next season. Yeah, uh, I mean, the answer for me is I'm only signing Deron Payne to a long-term deal if it is a creative and favorable team structure because I don't know if he's ever going to be able to come close to the type of dominance that he had this year. I don't know if that was a one-year thing. I don't know if that's an ascent thing. I need to see more. So I'm franchise tagging him. Montez Sweat, I think, is a guy that I would tend, 
I would tend to want to try and get a long-term deal done, but do it now. Now, going into his fifth-year option year. Not waiting for his fifth year to end. Do it now. Again, maybe you can get a favorable structure, okay? To me, and this is just me, Chase Young has not earned, whether by health or by performance, he has not earned a guaranteed fifth-year option, not for this year, but for next year, meaning 2024. He has not earned that. I do not think that's a slam dunk. I do but not. But he could if he's held. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't have any setbacks in the offseason, right? But you got to make you got to make that decision on May first this year. What oh, I'm saying, right, 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 what, right. what I'm saying is, right Boy. now with the data that I have, I cannot commit fully for 2024 at a price of probably 16 or 17 million, roughly, to Chase Young. So I can't are you do that. Gamble, are you going to gamble like the Giants yes. did with Daniel Jones? Yes. Because if I'm if I'm locking up Montez Sweat, again, if, and I'm also able to lock up for at least 2023 Deron Payne, and then we see what happens. Maybe we can do an extension during the season. Maybe we can get an extension done by July 15th. Who knows? I'm I'm doing what is what makes sense, in my opinion. And I'm also, hopefully and ideally, saving some money for not only Cam Curl, but, hey, what if what if by not committing that guaranteed money for Chase Young for 2024 at a somewhat absurd salary, what if that frees me up to go and get a Tremaine Edmonds, who we talked about last week from Jordan Dejani's art. Now, that's going to cost a lot of money. What if I can go out and get a Levante David to pair with Jamin Davis? Again, going to cost some money, but not as much money as Tremaine Edmonds. What if I can go out and get a veteran corner that can help Benjamin St. Juice for him whenever and inevitably he's hurt, uh, you know, and, 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 and Kendall Fuller a little bit longer in the tooth and struggled in the first half, was good in the second half, but struggled in the first half, so on and so forth. So... Again, I'm looking at it from a, I want to take care of as many guys as I can, but in the case of Sweat and Curl, I want to get them done, Pete, before they get into franchise tag area or before they get into free agency area. Because once you start doing that, then it blows the market out. And then it becomes really, 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 really difficult to rein it in. I want the extension one year remaining in the contract that's what I want. And sometimes you get burned by that too, but you also get a better deal. Players have less leverage to get the maximum amount of money. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to deny anybody's money. I'm not trying to get in anybody's pockets, Greg Curl, Cam Curl, what have you. <laughs> I'm looking out for the Washington Commanders and what's best for them as an organization. So who's the most important guy out of that group? Uh... I'm sure people are going to kick me in the teeth for that, but I think when for this, but I would say Montez Sweat. Because you already have Jonathan Allen locked up long-term, mm-hmm. and you invested a second-round pick in Fedarian Mathis, and it looks like you hit on something with John Ridgeway as a rotational piece. I would pay Sweat long-term. Now, this year, not next year, now, I would pay him long-term 
before I paid Deron Payne long-term. And I would pay Montez Sweat before I paid Cam Curl on an extension. But I would try and do both. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Chris, can you, is the edge rusher harder to find or a versatile safety, a guy that does so many things like Cam Curl does? What's yeah. the easier guy to replace? Um, I, I mean, the answer would be probably none, but if I had to choose between the two, it's harder to find an explosive pass rusher. And, I, and here's the problem that hurts my argument. I don't know. I don't know if anybody looks at Montez Sweat and goes, "Oh my God, that's Hassan Reddick. But nobody looked at Hassan Reddick three years ago and said, well, "Oh my I mean, God, I that's you, Hassan." Yeah. yeah. I mean, coming out of Temple, right. I mean, his the biggest thing people wondered what position right. were you playing? Absolutely. Him at? So it takes some guys time to develop, right? I mean, sometimes you get better as you go along, like Hassan Reddick did, and he's done it in three different schemes and three different teams. Yeah, that's the see to me. That's the most impressive thing about Reddick is each stop he's progressively gotten better and better the production has gotten higher and remember he's doing it on a defensive front that has four guys in double digits and sacks so sometimes sometimes you don't get there and somebody else does and yet he still leads the way in that category which is uh, what he has done and and again I saw a lot of Hassan in person not just on tape but in person at Temple I knew there was something there. I didn't know if it was going to be as a stand-up linebacker outside, you know, and, and maybe as a part-time rusher, whatever. But that dude had something. And what has happened for him over the next couple of years, if you put them together when they were coming out, 10 out of 10 NFL scouts go take sweat over Reddick. And now you have a situation where Reddick has just performed and put in the work and – I don't think we doubt at all that Sweat's got that ability uh, to, to get there and, and give you bigger numbers. Um, what's it, what's interesting, though, is the dominance of the two interior right. rushers here as opposed to the production of the outside rushers uh, here in Washington. Right. Certainly been intriguing numbers uh, from both. And I, I think those are fascinating off-season conversations. And, again, part of the things – that when the league year gets underway in March, that Ron and the front office are going to have to wrestle with a little bit is timing on getting some of these guys taken care of uh, because you know if some of these guys get to the open market, there's going to be some somebody. Right. Some, all it takes is one team, Chris, as you know, to pay outrageous dollars and you lose that player because you're, you're just not going to go yeah. uh, to that bullet point uh, with them. So I, I think it's part of a fascinating offseason conversation with some really good defensive players that they have here in Washington. Coming up six minutes away from the dumb dumb of the day. Right now, Chris tells us what's trending. All right, a lot of Eric Bieniemy talk uh, here on this Tuesday of Super Bowl week between his Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, his contract expiring. Uh, we have told you that there is mutual interest, according to Ben Standing of the Athletic and Odyssey DC, from Bieniemy about the Commanders' offensive coordinator job. He appears to be. The odds-on favorite, if you will, uh, and uh, the commanders, of course, waiting to interview him uh, following Super Bowl 57 this Sunday, which, of course, you can hear. 
between the Chiefs and the Eagles right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Tom Brady says he'll not join the Fox broadcast booth next year. Instead, he'll join Fox as their lead analyst in 2024, which, of course, leads to speculation whether Tom has just taken the year off or whether he might be back at some point. We told you earlier this hour about Byron Leftwich. He's now considered a quote-unquote serious candidate to be the Notre Dame offensive coordinator, according to Grace Remington of 24-7 Sports. Uh, apparently reached out to Marcus Freeman and would be the replacement for Tommy Reese, who left Notre Dame for Alabama. And the Wizards were blown out last night at home here on the Team 980 without Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma to the Cavs for a third straight loss. And that's what's trending. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Coming up, I'll tell you what I miss about doing shows from home that I was able to just do during commercial breaks. I didn't realize how bad I missed it until just now. I right think now. I think I know, but I don't know for sure. But let's oh, I bet you you know. <laughs> I bet you you'll figure it out. Three oh one two three oh zero nine eighty. That's the number you need to know to get in touch with Burgundy and Gold today coming up at the top of the hour. Right now we present to you. The Dumb Dumb of the Day. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Alrighty. The worst thing that we as humans have to go through is losing a loved one, right? Well, imagine if you were the family and a loved one of an unidentified 82-year-old woman in Miller Place, Long Island, New York, which is... Probably about 25 minutes or so from when where the great one was raised. The great one being me. <clears throat> Miller Place, New York, Pedro. I was going to say, that's not where Wayne Gretzky's from. <laughs> Water's Edge Rehab and Nursing Center in Port Jefferson, Long Island, New York. A woman, an 82-year-old woman, was pronounced dead at 11.15 in the morning on Saturday. There was a slight problem according to the story that Matt Essig found for us for today's Dumb Dumb of the Day on the Huffington Post. The problem was that at 1.30, she was shipped from the funeral home in Miller Place uh, to somewhere else uh, and to, uh, and oh, uh, to the, um, uh, you know, to the funeral parlor. That's where I wanted to go, from the nursing center uh, to the funeral parlor. That's usually where we want deceased bodies to go. Right, 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 right. Well, the problem was, again, she was pronounced dead at 11.15 in the morning. She was discovered to be breathing at 2.09 in the afternoon. Oh. Yeah. So the woman was taken to a hospital at that point. No update on her condition is available right now. And this continues a trend 
that is happening in certain areas, including Iowa, where a funeral home, a continuing care home, I should say, in Iowa was recently fined $10,000 over a similar incident involving a 66-year-old woman who was declared dead on January the 3rd at the Alzheimer's Special Care Center while she was receiving hospice care. The woman was placed in a body bag taken to the funeral home and crematory, and workers found that she was breathing and called 911. One. So, wow! Talk about what, a comeback. What? <laughs> She's alive! She's alive! So what we have here is two Failure different sets. to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody didn't get the play call in. Somebody didn't get the challenge in in time. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so what we have here is two places, one on Long Island, one in Iowa, both declaring people dead and then discovering that they're still breathing and still alive. And for that, these two specific homes and the people associated with that, you are all not only bad at your job and caring, uh, careless, but... You are very special. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. How about that? So basically, here's in a nutshell. If your loved one is in hospice care, is in a nursing home facility. My mom has been in and out of a hospital and a nursing home for six months now. I'm going down to see her next week. uh, So I'll be missing a few days from the show. Pete? I mean, you know, we all never know when our time is up, right? But sometimes your time, when they think is up, it's not up. And sometimes when they say, no, 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 you're okay, uh, something can happen five minutes later. Yeah, I mean, that's (laughs) – let's face it. At 11.15, they're calling, you know, next of kin. Hey. uh, How crazy is that? Passed on. I mean, think about that. She's breathing. Yeah. I mean, two hours and 40 minutes went by. And and a, and a, and that's and, without medical care, you would right? Think. Right, and and shipment from the 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 nursing home to the funeral home. It sounds like we're moving milk shipment, uh, right? <laughs> I, I mean, or transport, yeah. what, whatever you know, whatever it is. Listen, I mean, you know, and I know weird things happen, and I know everybody tries hard and whatever, and some people are good, some people are incompetent. I mean, and everybody has a different spin on it. The bottom line is, is that shouldn't happen. I mean, there should be some way to see. Wait a second. She's not actually dead. Shout out. Very humbled to find out this morning that the Honorable Judge Kemp Hammond, who is sipping water from his Richmond Spiders Cup, um, actually knows who I am. And Ah. knew when I gave him an explanation for my speeding ticket, my first one since I was age 18, um, you know, and I explained, you know, hey, I had to drop kids off at school and then I had to. Get to D.C. by 9 o'clock. He goes, I'm very familiar. I was like, well, I appreciate that. And um, your boy got off with no points and uh, did pay the fine, though. Wait, so, very familiar with having to do that or having or very familiar with you and what you do? No, he's very familiar with our show. He oh. knew, in other words, I had to be there at 9 o'clock. So. Oh, um, so very familiar with the show. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. So, that is wonderful. So you got away with I mean, you got off. Well, no, not totally. I did get probation before judgment, which means no points. I had to pay a small fine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, 
but, you know, very well-run courtroom this morning. It was organized. It was on point, 9 o'clock. Judge comes in. We're off and running. That's why I was able to get back home here Beautiful. and actually do the last half of the show with you the way uh, that I've been able to do. So shout-out to the judge and also my man, Officer Blair. Love my guys in South County, uh, Anne Arundel County Police Department. They do a marvelous job each and every day uh, keeping even our, in the small town areas, uh, our streets safe. Uh, each and every day. So and, appreciate and all And quickly, of what did you do at home? Real quick, before you forget. Oh, that. yes. Um, you, what What do you think it was? Uh, you dropped the deuce during no. a break? Oh. No. No. God. Glass oh. of milk and Oreo cookies. Oh, that's true. Woo. That's true. I Nothing. guarantee if we'd asked Essig, he would have known that. <laughs> I was I was trying to be funny, but yeah, I, I mean, I figured it was something to do with Oreos or yes. Girl Scout cookies. Can't wait to try the new cookies and cream Oreos that are allegedly out, by the way. So that's next on the list when these ones are all gone. We're all gone for today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hey, look, great basketball tonight. Maryland and Michigan State in a big game. Don't look now. Terps have ascended to number four right now. Number four in the Big Ten. And the women with their big win over Ohio State ranked number eight in the country yesterday. So Terps and Michigan State tonight, 9 o'clock. Right here at your station for Maryland basketball on the Team 980. For Maddie, for Russell, I'm Pete. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 right here on the Team 980. Burgundy and Gold today is next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.